Hey, are you here? It's the Paul Leslie Hour, and we warmly, warmly welcome you. Today we're presenting our interview with jazz legend Freddie Cole, who was born in 1931 and passed away, sadly, in 2020. The interview was filmed at Dante's Down the Hatch in Atlanta back in 2013. Hey, subscribe to Paul Leslie's YouTube channel for more unique content just like this. Let's begin this rare interview with Mr. Freddie Cole. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Paul Leslie Presents. We're here at Dante's Down the Hatch, the famed jazz club and fondue restaurant in the heart of Buckhead in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm here to meet and interview a living legend, Mr. Freddie Cole. Freddie Cole is a jazz singer and pianist, a Grammy-nominated recording artist, and inductee of the Georgia Music Hall of Fame. You could say that music is in his blood. Like his brothers, the late Ike Cole and the late Nat King Cole, his music emanates a warmth and nostalgia. Let's meet the man himself. Mr. Freddie Cole. Hi, how you doing? I'm good. It's a great pleasure. All right. Who is Freddie Cole? <laughs> well... He's the singingest, swingingest guy that you ever heard. You better check him out. <laughs> I think most stories are best for the beginning. What was life like growing up? I had a ball. I had no problems at all. I didn't have to worry about where my next meal was coming from. All I had to do was do my schoolwork and come home and maybe shoot some marbles or play some ball. Hey, it was great when I was growing up. Can you remember records that you heard growing up that emanated with you the most? Yeah, I can remember uh, there was one that Fats Waller used to do. And uh, he said, play it, he say, play it till 1931 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, one that I recorded recently on Billy Eckstein's CD called Jelly Jelly. I remember that. Uh, there was a lady named Lil Green who used to sing a song called In the Dark. So I grew up in Chicago and there was a lot of blues, jazz and blues all around me. So, yeah, music, I remember all kinds of music. What musicians would you say have made the biggest influence on you? Well, that's hard to say because there have been so many, but uh, off the, off, like my man said, off the cuff, I'll say uh, Billy Eckstein, Sonny Greer, Lester Young, so many. My brother. Hmm? Can you remember the first time you played the piano? No. <laughs> I can't go back that far. I actually played. Yeah. No, I can't go back I remember, I can go back to five or six. I think I started fooling around with piano. You know, I was five or six years old. And I uh, distinctly remember that piano that we had was an old upright in the house. And uh, 
my cousins and my brother Ike and all we were messing around and we found our Christmas gifts. Uh-huh. And uh I was like I say maybe four or five. And uh we started playing with them and whatever. And my father came in and called us and he said he was gonna tell Santa Claus to come and take them back. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And my cousin Riley, he's not gonna do nothing, you know. There's no Santa Claus anyway. And anyway, Christmas morning, I jumped up and ran out and looked at rigor mortis and said that nothing was there. Oh, <laughs> I almost died. And <laughs> me and my brother, my cousin, I'd fight with him in a minute if they'd ever tell me there was no Santa Claus. <laughs> there were just some incredible visitors at your house. Duke Ellington, Count Basie, Lionel Hampton. What was bringing them to your house? Well, that was, uh, I wouldn't call them incredible. They were just people. Yeah. You know, I made no distinction between them or whatever. They were friends of my brothers, Eddie and that. And uh, just like we crisscross on the road, I'm in a certain city or something, and say, hey, Matthew, in Atlanta, Call my mother or say hello or whatever. And, you know, she might bite you over for a meal or whatever. So this was what that was all about. It wasn't no rambunctious jam sessions and, and all that, what people would think. They'd come over, they'd have a meal, you know, and they'd be talking. And me as a little guy, we're trying to listen to see what they're talking about. They would say, we'll be talking about this town, Boston or Kansas City. You know, and I, I heard Kansas City so much, I couldn't wait to get to Kansas City. You studied at the Juilliard School of Music. What did you learn from that experience? Well, I learned that it's the school, not the student. <laughs> it's the student, not the school. Uh, I was only there a short time. I had been at Roosevelt first, and then I left and went out on the road with Hamp. And some other things I did, you know, and then uh, ended up going to Juilliard, helping Juilliard for a couple of semesters. And then from there, I left and went on up to New England Conservatory in Boston, where I just got an honorary doctorate last May. We've had a lot of honors <laughs> like that, the Georgia Music Hall of Fame. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, it's been been kind of nice. This journey has been a good journey. You know, I've gotten everything but some money. <laughs> what are your recollections of the late Billy Eckstein? What what kind of man was he? Great man, great man. I just thought about him. Not a day hardly that goes by, I don't think about something that he said. Very funny man, you know, even when he could sing, he was a great musician. Uh, it was so much about B, his, his presence, you know, you demanded your attention. How did you learn so many songs? Well, listening. I listened to most anything. And they're out there. Some great songs out there. Uh, some people don't want to take the time to do dig into them and find them, you know, but uh, there's some great songs out there. Could you pick a, a song that means the most 
I can pick out several. All right. And, uh, first one would be polka dots and moonbeams. You know that one? I do not know that <laughs> song. No. Yeah, it was uh, one of the old Glenn Miller too. In the, from his re- repertoire, good song. Uh, I I can relate to that song so well because uh, I got my first solo as a pianist playing with a man in the Chicago. Name was Swing Lee. We used to call him Swing Lee, saxophone player, and he could really play. And I got my solo on uh, Talk of the Town. The song was called Talk of the Town, and I just couldn't wait. I practiced, practiced, practiced to get this solo. And then when it came time for me to solo, they changed the key on me. And, uh, <laughs> boy, that, that was some, some scrambled legs going on then, you know. And uh, after that show, he pulled me over to the side and said, Cole, I thought you learned the song. I said, I did. He said, no, you didn't. You don't know it until you can play it all over this piano, you know. Ah. And that led me, led up to the Alexa thing he gave me was polka dots. And I knew polka dots. I could play it in any key anywhere, you know. How do you look at the audience and pick what song you think you're going to play? Well, when you got a repertoire that's big enough, you can kind of get your feel of which way the audience is leaning. At least for me, I don't know about somebody else. You know, and uh, you just you just watch. You know, sometimes it could be somebody tapping on the table like this. You know. Well, at least you know they're listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you got to come back with with something that's in this uh, appropriate for them to be doing this for. How did you end up in Atlanta? <laughs> Good question. I was living in New York, and uh, we had a friend who was from here in Atlanta, and Don Clendenin. Don was the most valuable player in the Miracle Mets in New York when they won the pennant in 1969. And uh, we used to go to ball games and whatever. He stopped by the house and eat. And after he won the uh, most valuable player, well, he opened up a club and wanted me to come down here and play in it. And that's how we came down. We came and we had a ball and then we came back again. And uh, I called my wife and said, this. I think we're going to move to Atlanta. <laughs> we stopped and did some shopping and found a house. And that's the, that's the size of it. What is it you like about jazz? Everything. Jazz music is everything uh, to me. Uh, but there's so many ways and so many ways you really you can articulate a song. That's the amazing part about jazz music. You and I could have the same notes and we would but we'd be played play them differently. You know, that's one of the most intriguing things about jazz music. Hmm. 
I was hoping you could give us some of your recollections of the tour that you did in 1990 with your late brother, Ike Cole. What are some of your memories from that tour? <laughs> we had a lot of fun. My brother Ike could play, man. He was a great musician. And uh, we did a tour in Japan, mm -hmm. and which he was, at the time, you know, he had had a hit commercial over there. And people knew him very well over in Japan. And we did Europe, and we did um, only a couple of dates here in the States. But it was great. It was great. We had a, a guitar player and a drummer, bass player with us, you know. And we'd do a two-piano thing, hmm. you know. And uh, then I'd stand up and do something. Then he might do something, you know. It just, you know, we just bounced off each other, and uh, that's the way it went. You just mentioned a couple of places around the world, and you've had the chance to perform in a lot of different places, Brazil, Great Britain. What's it like performing in different countries? It's fun. It's fun, and it's good to know that your music is getting over with the people. See, like that commercial you see on television about Reach out and touch someone. Mm -hmm. If you can reach out and touch someone, you, you've done a great thing. The Brazilian sound in music kind of found its way into one of your records. What is it that you found infectious about that style? I don't know, but they call me a Brazilian in my heart. Yeah. Rather little. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just, they like me and I like them, and it was just you know, love at first sight when I went to Brazil. Tell us about the musicians you perform with now. Oh, I got a great group. I got, I guess, you know, I would say the best group I ever had. Have a bass player named Elias Bailey and guitar player named Randy Napoleon and uh, Curtis Boyd. He and I have been trading blows since 1965, you know, off and on. And uh, it's a lot of fun, you know, we're a lot together, and uh, musically it's happening. Have you seen and heard some great acts here at this place, Dante's Down the Oh, Hatch? yeah, Dante's, yeah, this is one of my favorite places. I always come here yeah. when I'm home and I'm hanging out. But my friend who was the late Paul Mitchell, who used to be here, and when I first met Paul, I was playing at, at Don Clendenin, who was playing opposite Don, Paul. And Paul was down the, down the hatch in the underground. And uh, he, he was a fantastic musician. Had a great singer, Alan Murphy. He used to sing and play drums. And Layman Jackson. Layman was with us when Ike was in that tour of Japan and of Europe, I took Layman on that too. When somebody listens to one of your recordings or when they are listening to you in concert, what do you want the listener to get out of the experience? Well, he has to get what he listens. You, you never know. It touches you different ways. You know, some people might like the lyric or might like a, a line in the song. Other person may like the music or maybe a different riff or something in the song. You just never know. What is the best thing about being Freddie Cole? I'm being here to talk with you 
enjoy your the pleasure of your company, and uh, just being alive, you know, just to say I made another day, you know, and I'm here to talk about it. Well, my last question is open-ended. To anybody that watches this interview or hears it on the radio, what do you want to say to the listener? Keep on swinging. Keep hope alive and keep jazz alive. Mr. Cole, it's a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much. We thank you and appreciate you dropping in for the Paul Leslie Hour today. You know, you can help the Paul Leslie Hour in our mission to provide independent media content like this by visiting www.thepaulleslie.com slash support. We truly thank you. Performance of the Entertainer intro song and Corina Corina outro song courtesy of John Primerano. Freddie Cole interview directed by Edgar Hill Zanabria with Freddie Cole video editing by David Hoosier. Well, that's it for today. So until next time, be safe and be good. This is your announcer speaking.